Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, Oddballs, welcome to the 17th episode of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Finally, 17 episodes. We made it this far. I know. If, <laughs> if we followed my life path, we'd just be getting out of drug rehab right now. Yeah. However, if we were like a kiss song, it would be very inappropriate. And uh, Ed Sheeran would stop loving us, <laughs> I think. So, I think that's how the song goes. Does <laughs> he say 17 or 70? I think seven. I'm not sure. I, I, that's all right. So we are hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker. And the ever shrewd Louis Fox. That's right. I love my negotiation and taking a hard line at that bad boy. Damn straight. We're a podcast that shares weird and interesting news stories to make your life more peculiar. There you go. I like that. I Uh, like that. I like peculiar. I always feel like if you call someone peculiar, is that an insult? Like Like, you're very peculiar. Like I'm not saying this about you. Uh, Sure you're you're not. You're going to say (laughs) this to somebody. It's like like, saying no offense at the end of I'm not a racist, but (laughs) if a stranger called me peculiar, it might be kind of weird. What happens if it directly followed you talking about Bigfoot? Oh, I'd be offended. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I almost went to the Bigfoot conference, but it didn't work out last week. (laughs) I feel like your stories are always like this. They're always like... It could have been this awesome, epic adventure, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I ended up drinking by a river. I could have got abducted by aliens last week in the woods, but I decided against it. I decided to eat candy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I heard you had a crazy experience uh, last week. Essentially, I was in New York City, and I was waiting to go into the speakeasy, and I was waiting in line. Essentially, it's a hot dog place. There's a phone booth in the hot dog place, and then you go in the phone booth, you make a phone call, and then the door opens up, and it goes to this, this bar. Okay. And uh, so it's like this hidden bar in New York City. And so I'm waiting in line to get in the, in the like phone I'm, booth. It comes a line to the phone booth, but it's a hidden secret. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it is a secret, but it, now, is, it, it feels like it. Do you need like a quarter? No, it's just like a, it's like a red phone. Like, you know, they have a Get Smart or oh, something. Oh, yeah, like, or like the bat Reagan's phone. Colin Gorbachev yeah, on. Yeah, essentially, yeah, the okay. nuclear phone. And uh, except instead of dropping bombs, I want a Moscow mule. Yeah, you're, you're dropping Jaeger bombs. <laughs> instead of fighting the Cold War, I'm just drinking their vodka. <laughs> you're drinking white Russians. <laughs> so I was standing there, and it's kind of a narrow walkway, and I'm, I'm standing next to the condiment counter, and this woman just is walks towards me, and she just stops before she passes me. I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, you need to move. And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. You're like, out of my house? Yeah, like, you need to move to Seattle. Move to New York City right now. Yeah, you you are so awesome. I'm just walking by you. You need to move just, here. You need, let's be roommates. Uh, I would definitely Maybe not be she roommates. Was looking for her roommate. So I'm standing there, and she's like, "You're taking up so much space." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And so, like, I turned. I'm literally like back against the condiment counter, yeah. and I'm like, kind of like, "All right, I have moved as much as I possibly can to create space." Yep. And she still doesn't move. Do you ever think maybe she wanted some relish that was behind you? Maybe. I, I mean, I would have happily handed it to her. Or I would have relished her, you know, her <laughs> bun for her. That's how good of a guy I am. <laughs> I'm going to relish your bun. <laughs> but That so, sounds like a porno. But I moved and I said, she goes, you need to move more. I go, I can't. Physically, I cannot move more than I already have to let you go by. And I'm like, there's enough space for like a, two people to walk yeah. by at this point. And she goes, you essentially was saying that. 
I was being rude and how I'm taking up all this space and how inconsiderate I am. I go, you know, all you could have done is turn sideways and you could have saved this whole altercation. And then she finally walks by and uh, she goes, I hope you have a better day. And I go, I'm having a great day. I hope you die by getting hit by a bus. (laughs) Bye. That's the kind of warm fuzzies you expect from New York. Well, it's just like you live in New York. Like, really? Are you this way towards everybody? Like on a subway? Like on the street? Are you just like, oh my God, like stop people if they're going to maybe touch you? Or Or it's like, are you only a jerk in the uh, condiment aisle of the uh, speakeasy? Yeah. It was just like, what the fuck? I mean, maybe because there's like tourists and like maybe she's tired of the tourists, but it's like, don't go to the place where the tourists are. It's like, go to the Statue of Liberty and being like, oh my God, what's the deal with all these people? (laughs) Goodness gracious. This is just for New Yorkers. Yeah. But something I realized about New Yorkers is like they don't realize that there's other states. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like New York, Los Angeles, and then the rest is like southern Canada. Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all Canucks out here. It's true, man. It's like it's it's like I would tell people I'm from Oregon originally and they're like I, I don't even know where they're never that heard is. of it. Yeah. They're like, is never. that by, you know, Louisiana? And you're like, have you heard of the Oregon Trail? No. And they're like, is that in the woods? Like, that's where all the natives walked on, right? And they were crying for some reason. (laughs) A shopping bag blew by them. (laughs) A guy threw a can out of his window. When I was out there, I was in the East Hamptons doing shows, which is like, I don't know if you know about the Hamptons. It's like essentially where all the rich people in the world have a house. Yeah, it's sort of odd, like seeing where all America's money has gone. And I was standing behind uh, Steven Spielberg at the Starbucks. Nice. Because at first I was like, ah, that's Steven Spielberg. And I was like, that's crazy because he's wearing the hat. He's got the glasses on. Yep. But then he looks he had, like the Unabomber. Yeah, but then he had a Hawaiian shirt on. I'm like, dude, you're you're doing this all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave his name. He gave his actual name. They're like, we got a, we got a short latte for Steven. <laughs> Steven S. <laughs> and then the E.T. touched, which was really weird. He didn't pay cash. They just touched fingers. <laughs> and then there was some sort of transaction that happened. So I did card tricks for Steven Spielberg one time. Oh, yeah? I was at the Pike Place Market street performing, and it was slow, and this group of people come up, and clearly he was, like, the ringleader of the group. Uh-huh. And so I used to do some card tricks for him. He's like, oh, I wouldn't want to play cards with you. And, you know, it was, it was fun. I amazed him. And I'm like, who are – like, you're someone who – I couldn't place it. Uh-huh. Uh, but the same thing. The glasses, the ball cap, like the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah, he has the Hawaiian shirt. That's he, like, his go-to. He was a caricature of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, who are you? And I go, what's your name? And he goes, Michael. And everyone laughs. Oh. And I'm like, okay, it's not Michael. And I go, well, what do you do? I, no, I said, what have you been in? Uh-huh. And so he makes like the mime, cam- old school, like camera yeah, yeah, cranking yeah. action with uh-huh. his hand. And it doesn't click. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like your speed bagging. He, he holds up. He, three words. <laughs> three words. And we start to text. <laughs> First word. I'm at home and on one of the local TV shows. I think the, like, the Seattle International Film Festival is going on oh. that week. And he's being interviewed wearing the exact same clothes. <laughs> that. But I, it's like five days later. <laughs> but he, but it, no, like that night. I'm watching it. And then he doesn't answer questions. He just pantomimes yeah. things. Like, so so what's your next project? He just does the director <laughs> cranking thing. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, yeah, I think he's a pretty cool guy. I would have been, I would have laughed really hard if they would have said like, he's all incognito and like the drink orders. We got a drink for Indiana Jones. <laughs> just his resume. He just gives. <laughs> for the director of <laughs> E.T., Indiana Jones. I think, <laughs> we got a drink for Schindler's List. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome, man. You want to get to the stories? Let's do it. All right.
It's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. In 1926, Arctic explorer Peter Frauken was trapped under an avalanche while on an expedition. He escaped from death by fashioning a shiv out of his own feces and amputating his foot. And now for some weird news. So this article comes from scarymommy.com. Wow, that's a website more reliable than the flavor of a 7-Eleven hot dog. (laughs) Because you don't know where the meat comes from? (laughs) Or what it's been cooking in. (laughs) This is half spam, half cat. (laughs) Scat. So scary mommy, uh, we did a little research on this, and it it was scary mommy's not a scary mommy; it's a conglomerate. Yeah, well, we thought it was going to be like uh, you know moms who are fans of the insane clown posse, or like you know uh, moms who are inmates for death row or something. Moms who beat the children. it's a support group. I feel like you need a a minimum of three teardrop tattoos to make your definitely to have a profile on scarymommy.com, but. It's, Your uh, kids have to have a teardrop. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, so essentially it's a website that uh, I believe it started out trying to just a woman's blog, trying to sort of talk about her life as a mom. Yeah. And be real. And, uh, and, and real. it looks like it's been bought out and kind of by a big corporation yep. and now it's scary corporate mommy and now it has beauty confessionals videos so it has, it's a it's a resource i believe that you can go on and you know talk about your kids and stuff there you right? go or as i call it uh this podcast where i talk about my kids <laughs> so um just a little um louie didn't want to use this but i just thought scary mommy was so funny they do go for jokes in this article just so you know yeah they're and, theirs not ours yeah you'll you'll know because uh, their jokes are better than ours <laughs> Uh, So the news story that we're using off Scary Mommy goes like this. Two nursing home escapees attend heavy metal concert because... YOLO YOLO baby oh, I hate that already You ever work You ever like Whenever I drive through Near Sacramento There's YOLO County And I just want to slap myself <laughs> Because you went through YOLO <laughs> County yep, I feel Is it a new county Or it's old It's old What happens if that was Like the original Like everyone was like YOLO And that's why they named it Yeah I It's probably it. named after like John YOLO <laughs> uh, He only lived once Yeah <laughs> That John Yolo guy. That's why he got a county named after him. <laughs> Story goes, these two are the definition of forever young. When people think about their golden years, most picture the serenity of being able to kick back and take it easy. Yeah, I'm, I want kickbacks. I want to be, like, powerful. I want people to be like, here's, here's a couple bucks for you to prove this. I'll be like, yes. <laughs> no more kids, no more schedules, and some well-deserved peace and quiet. Unless, that is, you're these two guys from Germany who plotted their escape from a nursing home to attend a heavy metal concert together. Oh, I, li- I like how it's very much the great escape. It's like they're getting out of Alcatraz. <laughs> I know. They're swimming through a sea of sharks. <laughs> this nursing home has a moat with gators in it. <laughs> it's like... Like they just want to go to, I know, and what sort of nursing home are they in where they, they won't allow them to go to something they want to go to? Yeah. I mean, unless they have dementia, I think for the most part, you're allowed to leave. Yeah. I mean, can't they just say like, oh, I met someone on t- get Tinder. Old, Tinder. <laughs> old German old person Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> they call that, they call that duster. <laughs> the duster. <laughs> Copyright 2018, Louis Fox. That's right, folks. Two elderly men decided to throw caution 
and their walkers to the wind <laughs> last week by ditching their nursing home in lieu of the Wacken Open Air Music Festival. You know, Wacken Open Air Music Festival was uh, my bedroom when I was a teenager. Oh, gross. What is the Wacken Festival, you may be asking yourself, besides a Louis, Louis Fox celebra- celebratory solo session? Only the largest heavy metal festival in all the world. That's what. Yeah. Uh, so the Wacken Music Festival, we looked it up. It's a, right. it's a huge metal festival. Yeah, there's like 75,000 tickets. So it's a big That's festival. That's massive. So you may have heard some of these bands. Maybe not. The Sabaton. Demons and Wizards. I wonder if that's one or two band. Demons and Wizards combined for the first time. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Airborne Within Temptation. Ooh. Sounds like a Christian rock band. I know. The number one German Christian metal band. (laughs) I wonder, like, if, since it's in Germany, like, are some of these bands, I would imagine, are European bands. Yeah. You know, metal bands, right? But you can't really tell what language they're speaking, like, scream metal. Yeah. The language. Ah, is the same in every language. <laughs> it transcends language. That was that was a Swedish ah. Uh, uh, Power Wolf, Parkway Drive, Rose Tattoo. That's the worst name ever. Rose Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Mashuga. I love like Rose that like that like why couldn't they have be like a tramp you know, stamp a tramp stamp <laughs> barbed wire arm tattoo band. of bloody animal skull sexy sailor <laughs> sexy mermaid it's not for the sailor sexy mermaid sexy Popeye tattoo I would love to be like a hardcore metal band but have the like the most like non threatening name ever the butterfly kisses the little mermaids <laughs> you know like <laughs> gentle. The Care Bears. (laughs) The Fluffy Clouds. (laughs) According to Dutch Well, police found the two metal heads around 3 a.m. at the Metal Mecca after being alerted by nursing home staff that they were missing. I like that they're like, okay, where would you look for these guys? Whack-off festival. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and why at 3 a.m. did they realize that they were missing? They probably left, like, pretty early. Who was, was, like, checking their room at 3 a.m.? Like, oh, Mr. Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, just want to make sure he's sleeping. Yeah, I think there's some elder abuse going on in Germany. Yeah. Someone like, hey, I couldn't beat Mr. Jorgen because he was at a metal festival. Just to recap, they were busting by authorities at 3 o'clock in the morning, jamming to heavy metal after breaking out of a nursing home. If you needed a hero in your life, it'd be these guys. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, like a hero in my life is like a guy that saves a puppy from that climbed up a tree. This year's festival included bands like Judas Priest, Vince Neil, which why would Vince Neil be headlining a metal festival? Yeah. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah. Right? Vince Neil was there and hundreds of others. And at the time of the evening, the acts were finally wrapping up for the night. Police told Dutch Well the pair were disoriented and dazed. Hell yeah. Dude, that would be badass if they were in the mosh pit, dude. Oh. They're like, you know, people are like just beating the crap yeah, out of them. Yeah, they're wearing their Doc Martens. Yeah, right. If they did have walkers, they're like just bashing their walkers over people. <laughs> They took the tennis balls off of this. <laughs> They're talking people with t- tennis balls. Uh, when they were found, and they were in good spirits, of course, because they got to go to a metal festival. Yeah. Um, so the next is, this was the 29th edition of the annual metal concert, which was fully sold out. It's unclear if the old dears had someone help them pre-order tickets online or if they scalped them at the door. I like how like, old people don't know how to use the interwebs. I would love, do they get like the senior discount? <laughs> 
Yeah. I wonder if they have like a senior section at a yeah. metal show. That'd be bad. I actually would pay money to see an old person mosh pit. Heck yeah. Can you Google that? Old person mosh pit? All right. Let's see what we can find. Old person. So well, there, there's an article. How old is too old to mosh? Oh, that's good. What is the uh, what's the appropriate age limit for uh, moshing? All right, I, it's opening up right now. I feel like I'm too old to mosh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a because like when I was younger, I used to mosh all the time, and now when I go to sh- like metal shows and stuff, I'm like, I kind of want to do that, but not really. Yeah, but like my health insurance probably won't cover this. I'm gonna get my ass kicked, man. I like pull a pull a tendon or or pull a. All right, so it, it tends to be the genre or the um the when the band was big so like i could go mosh to pearl jam but not to a newer band oh well gotcha so you can't mosh to like a new ba- new band that comes out today correct so uh so we don't know if they scalped them or if they got uh, or got them online but an expected seventy five thousand people were set to attend the four-day festivities but is doubtful anyone wanted to be there more than these two. That's a little presumptuous from yeah. Scary Mommy. Uh, the men were apparently reluctant to leave. Scary them. Mommy's a bit of a jerk. I know, but Scary Mommy, yeah. Ever since she got all corporate, <laughs> left, left when, Scary Mommy. Once they got these uh, these ghost riders to yeah. write for her. Uh, the men were apparently reluctant to leave the festival, so police escorted them home with the help of a taxi and a patrol car. Why wouldn't they just put them in the patrol car? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we're going to take you guys home after. Why did the nursing home take them home? Yeah, right? Like, would they have vans? And a lot of people are jerks in the story. Wouldn't they have those, like, dog catchers that they throw over the neck of the, you know, the stray nursery, nursery home people? It's like the old cartoon where he's got the big butterfly net. Yeah. They sneak up on them super slow with their knees up super high. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the obviously they obviously liked the metal festival. Police spokesperson Merle Newford told public broadcaster Nordicher Runefunk. Nordicher Runefunk is my new band name. Why are they interviewing the police spokesperson about if the, these guys liked the metal festival? They <laughs> snuck out of a nursing home to go there. And they were there at 3 a.m. Of course they're going to like it. Everyone knows supper's at 5, bedtime's at 7. And metal at 3. Yeah. <laughs> the care home quickly organized a return transport after police picked them up. I'm sure this staff and their families were just happy the pair was delivered safe and unharmed. That's sort of messed up. Like, they're not happy that they went to this festival that they wanted to go to. You know to. what, though? They never tell us the ages. Yeah, right? That's, like, what happens if they're, like, 40? Yeah. And their family just hates them. Yeah. Or, like, you know, oh, he's got, I don't know, he just he just is, is a slob and can't take care of himself, so we put him in the assisted living. Here's hoping with any luck, next year the nursing home can turn it into a field trip of sorts, busing interested residents back and forth, offering neck braces and Advil to headbangers of all ages. Oh, so That's nice. Gonna, I like that one. That's they're going to bring nice. babies. Yeah, right? It's just <laughs> give the babies Advil and <laughs> neck braces. You know, that's how we do it. How'd your baby break, his, break her neck? Ah, oh, she's really into Vince, Vince Neal. <laughs> she's she's she into went to a Vince Neal. <laughs> she went to a Gore show. <laughs> She was in the pit of a gore show, uh, so that I I would I would think that if I went to a nursing home, I would hope my family put me into a nursing home where they facilitated events which I was really into. Yeah, 
You know, like, why wouldn't they be like, oh, there's a huge festival? Or why wouldn't the festival reach out to these nursing homes oh. and try and get these nursing homes to come? I think that would be pretty awesome. It'd be an easy way to sell some tickets. Yeah, right? Bulk. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it is kind of weird when you go to, like, a new show and you see, like, really old people there. Yeah. But you have to remind yourself, like, these people, it's okay for them to like the, well, the same music I like. I'm on the cusp of people going to shows where, like, we didn't wear uh, earplugs. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and, I never wear earplugs ever. Yeah, but then if you get much younger than us, they all wear earplugs. Interesting. Well, I'm to the cusp now where I am that old person at those shows <laughs> where I do get those looks where I'm people are like, eh, they're like, you dude, shouldn't be here. Yeah, you're not even wearing earplugs. Uh, it's a, you should just let your kid go on his own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the angry dad, like lingering over. <laughs> I love, and there's like, you know, this, this uh, website is just chocked full of uh, ads for old people. They have a Viagra commercial. It's, I'm not in Scary Mommy. A scary mommy selling Viagra. Dude, I, dude, I would. Mommy. I hope these guys had the best time ever. Like, I would love to die at a metal show, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Wheelchair Instead of dying accessible. on stage every night. Yeah, I, I always love it when I see people in wheelchairs at shows and they're like, sort of moving around and dancing and having a good time. Yeah. Like, I just think it's badass. Yeah, I like anyone that's having a good time doing whatever they're. You doing. You know, it's more hardcore. Like those guys are just in the pit. Like guys in wheelchairs are in the pit and they're yeah. just flailing, like you know, because no one's gonna punch them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I Totally. Who's the dude who punches the guy in the wheelchair in the pit? <laughs> it's a certain kind of angle. You just throw you just throw a stick in his spoke. <laughs> you let the air out of his tires. Yeah. <laughs> I like these two guys, man. All right, good yeah. for them. Yeah, they're something to live up to. All right. Hey, hey, Oddballs. Today's show is sponsored by Troubadour Botanicals. I don't even know what those two words mean, let alone together. <laughs> uh, we are featuring their product, Slick Willy. And no, we're not talking about you, Bill. I know what those two words are together. <laughs> uh, Slick Willy is a vegan and cruelty-free personal lubricant handcrafted by the folks down at Troubadour Botanicals located in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to be there. You got to stop by. Yeah. Pick up some of your Slick Willy. Heck yeah. That would be a fun conversation hey what's up you sponsor my podcast can, can you pick up my slick <laughs> i needed i need the the gallon pump yeah <laughs> uh it's good stuff uh and you get a discount um if you go to their website and you enter promo code texas 15 you get 15 percent off their entire shop everything's bigger in texas including the discount absolutely so check that out that's troubadourbotanicals.com Weird News Story Part 2. All right, this story comes from GQ.com. A new source more reputable than my Congress representative. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know GQ actually did news stories, but this is a pretty funny story. I, the title, I like how it's like, style grooming, and then this article. Well, it says it, at the top of the GQ.com is a style grooming best stuff recommends culture fitness travel eats video. And this then, fits none of that. Uh, yeah. I don't understand what this story is. It is on there. And the headline is Japan's psychic octopus was butchered and sold after predicting 
three World Cup games. Hell yeah, dude. I like that. Well, I think these should be two separate articles. Like, why isn't there, like, one article that says, like, Japan has a fucking psychic octopus. B. (laughs) (laughs) I hate the psychic octopus. And we kill them. (laughs) So I wrote a joke about this, and that is the very first title, which is hopefully he didn't see it coming. (laughs) That's their first title. So the story goes, the first part of the story. We just had in the town I live in a psychic shop open, and it cracks me up. So they have a front door on the main street, but there's a sign on the front door. It says, psychic used back door. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Psychic should know. I used to live in uh, West Seattle, and West Seattle, it's still there, actually. It's this huge sign that says, the psychic barber. Yeah. And it's like, you go in, and I went in there, and he asked me what haircut I wanted, and so I left. (laughs) But it's really, the sign is still there. It says, psychic barber. I just had the best haircut. All right. So I go in to this guy. Uh, Not this current haircut. The one haircut before. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) He's across from a weed shop next to a bikini barista. Nice. Yeah. That's solid. I walk in. He's like, what's up? You know, what do you you need? Uh, A haircut. He goes, there's one guy ahead of you. I'm like, okay. So I sit down. He starts cutting his own hair. No way. In the mirror. Oh, my God. That's a, that's ridiculous. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, dude, is this happening? What? <laughs> and he finishes cutting his hair, you know, like, does him up, you know, does his wrap. How long did that take? Like, 15 minutes. What the? Who did 15 <laughs> minutes when they got a client? Hey, hold up. Hold up. I got to make myself look good before I can make you look good. That's <laughs> the worst business plan ever. It was so amazing. You, I would have left. Dude, no. no you I'd be can't. like, I see how you cut your hair, dude. I got yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a horrible fade. All right, so the story goes, the first part of the story sounds like a fairy tale. A fisherman catches an octopus and, in an effort to save its own life, the octopus uses supernatural powers to prove how much more <laughs> useful it is alive. <laughs> the octopus is like, oh, by the way, what's your World Cup picks? <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit of a weird way to start the article. In this case, the octopus in question is Rabiat, a giant Pacific octopus caught off the coast of Hokkaido in Japan, Japan. who accurately predicted the results of all three of Japan's first games in the World Cup. That's solid. If this sounds familiar, you're probably thinking of Paul, a much smaller octopus in England. I like how they get size involved. They're like, yeah, no, this one. He's smaller. He's smaller. He's smaller. But his brain is much bigger, who became famous in 2010 for auguring World Cup results by opening jars of food. Rabiat didn't reach the same level of international fame, but then the fisherman who caught him Kimio Abe was pretty exclusively interested in Japan's matchups. Oh, so he's just like... He didn't care about other games, just only Japan. Very nationalist. It's the Trump of uh, octopus uh, handlers. Yeah, the octopus would swim to one of the three baskets of food in a wading pool. One marked for victory for Japan, one for its opponents, and the third a draw. Rabiat successfully called Japan's victory against Colombia, a draw with Senegal, and defeat at the hands of Poland. Now, Senegal's your team. Senegal was my team, yeah. Until till they lo- till they lost. You're a fair weather Senegal fan. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still a Senegal fan. I brought my Senegal T-shirt actually on this trip. Essentially, this he predicted all of Japan's games correctly, um, and which has happened in the past. There was a German one, I believe that. Well, there, a lot of places do like the 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 bird picks it or the monkey picks your you know your final four your final four. What is that? NCAA. Yeah, yeah, the fi- yeah, the final four. Yeah, we're like you know the the chicken does better than the human. Yeah, I maybe maybe this like because they got it correct, which is I mean if you do enough animals, yeah, it gets percentage wise it would happen. It gets harder, yeah. But I think an octopus, even an octopus doing a specific task, I think would be dude. It's got his eight fingers and eight pots. That's, uh, that's true. Unfortunately, the second half of the story is also a fairy tale, a dark fairy tale. <laughs> apparently, 
<laughs> Why would they say that? <laughs> but, oh, there he is. But then one of the dark. Uh, real, uh, real as shit ones that teach kids life is cruel and don't disobey your governess or you'll end up legless at the bottom of a well. That's what kind pretty, of fairy tale is that? I've never heard of that one. That's a, that's a quadriplegic GQ's got some issues, tale. man. That's an octoplegic tale. <laughs> Uh, you see, Rabiat became incredibly popular in J- Japan, but unfortunately for Abe, there's no real market for octopus predictions. Yeah, there is. You, well, I mean, you got to get out of Japan. Well, there was the uh, there was the story of the German octopus that predicted all of Germany's yeah. games in the last World Cup, and it would get like money. People would give him money to come and make appearances at events and stuff. <laughs> Dude, I just saw the <laughs> the World Cup pick an octopus. That's not that's not the uh, the real octopus. That's a bad octopus. Look. Like. Yeah, you have 90 that's, of those guys. Who would know? That's an octopus impersonator. Because octopus can change color. They can change shape. Ah, yeah, man. I don't know. That one's got seven arms. It's a uh, seven puss. There's no real uh, market for octopus predictions. There is a literal market for octopus, though. I was happy that Japan was able to qualify for the knockout stages, he told a Japanese newspaper. But yes, he confirmed Rabiat was currently chopped up and hanging in a shop somewhere. Wow, that's low down. You would think it should be worth a little bit more money if it had a little bit of notoriety. But maybe they killed him with honor. They laid a sword in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> let it do him himself. They gave him seven times. Eight times. I hope the second Rabiat will also predict all the outcomes correctly and that Japan will go all the way, he added. Oh. It sounds like he would still kill the, the yeah. octopus even if he predicted the World Cup winner. Yeah. You know? He's like, hey, you help me with my gambling. You know what? I'm going to eat you. Poor Robbie I think he was going to get killed either way. Yeah. There's, there was not even a test. It was what, like what, no what, win situation. One of the jars should have been, I end up in a sashimi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we don't know what the second Rabiat's prediction was. Well, oh, that's weird that there's a second. Already. This is Rabiat Jr. Rabiat Rabiat the second. Uh, we don't know what the second Rabiat's prediction was, but Japan did not go all the way. Belgium won 3-2, to two, knocking them wow, out of the World Cup Wow, so they Cup ate good. him before like, the thing was done. They're probably eating him while they watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they, that's crazy. You're right. They killed him before the World Cup was even, Japan was knocked out. That's messed up. We aren't condemning anyone here because octopus is delicious. Octopus is gross. Uh, yeah, why is GQ like commenting on that? But it's hard to, to not say Japan had it coming for butchering their fortune teller. Oh, so they're saying Japan yeah. deserved what they get because they killed a, uh, some very smart octopus. Yeah. Octopuses are crazy smart, aren't they? Octop- an octopus is smarter than you and me, probably. Yeah, combined. combined. <laughs> it definitely has more high school diplomas than the two of us put together. Actually, after this state where you've had three beers, <laughs> I think an octopus could hold its liquor better than Louis could. Uh, hopefully, whoever wound up eating Rabiat inherits his powers and dictates their life to fighting crime. Otherwise, this whole story is just sad. Oh. Man, I don't know about GQ's writing. It's kind of silly. I, I kind of do. I like it. It's all right. Yeah, I expect this from a website like ScaryMom.com. <laughs> Scary mommy. Uh, there have been other octopuses that have predicted, like that one in Germany that I said is a German o- octopus. I, I don't know why it's called the German octopus. I don't know the how. I they feel know like how it's na- Seattle- what its nationality is. <laughs> you check its papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He predicted six World Cup games correctly. But there are other other animals that they've tried. Like you said, like Leon the porcupine uh, picked Australia. Petty the pygmy hippopotamus spurning Serbia's apple-topped pile of hay. Why couldn't Serbia predict, like, winners of civil wars? I think that would be, be more helpful for the Serbia people. 
They're like, can all our people eat for the next three years? <laughs> Famine, I think, would be a little bit more handy. And then there's Anton the Tamarin eating a raisin representing Ghana. So they, people do these, pl- you know, these gimmicks all the time. But I, it's funny that Octopuses, on three separate occasions that we've talked about, has predicted the games correctly, whereas we haven't heard about these other ones. Is there any um, sports sporting matches coming up? The base MLB playoffs. All right, so will be coming to, up. How about we do that? We have our dogs. My dog versus uh, Star. Okay. Predict the game. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Have a dog off. All right. We'll, ha- we'll, or we'll, we'll determine off air what game, and we'll have each dog. We'll determine. put like a biscuit on each. All right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll figure out how it's going to be, but we'll, then we'll describe it. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Okay. That's good. And we'll see if dogs are... A uh, psychic dog. Since this is an animal story, we have a good friend that is an animal expert. Uh, she works with Pacific Animal Production. Her name is Carla Majeski, and let's give her a call. All I right. wanted to, She probably knows something about octopuses. Let's do it. Hello, Carla. I, I love you, Matt. I love Hi. you, too. Guys, we've been driving, and we love this podcast. Aw. So, oh my god, it's uh, hilarious. All right, so there's a psychic octopus that predicted six World Cup games correctly and uh, wow. so we want to know is our octopuses a soccer enthusiast or are they just are they psychic or are they just super intelligent? Can you give us a lowdown on octopuses? Yes. First of all, octopus are highly intelligent. They look like they're just a gelatinous ball of jelly, but they are not. I don't think that they're really soccer enthusiasts, but because they're kind of They got eight legs, you would think they would be uh, yeah, soccer. Yeah. So, can I ask this? Uh, like, I I read in a separate article that said that octopuses, there wasn't really any other animal that was related to the octopus, so they that they could be some sort of original alien to Earth. I agree. What about the cuttlefish? Yep. Fuck we cuttlefish. We like to feed their <laughs> backbones to birds. What? Cuttlefish have a bone? What? Yeah, they do. It's kind of a spongy-like cartilage type. Everybody likes to eat cuttlefish. What? Yeah. Who's animal everybody? Wise. Wait, because of their bone? Oh, oh animal-wise. Okay. The animal Japanese wise, probably mm-hmm. do. Yeah, and the Japanese. The Japanese. The an- animals and the Japanese love <laughs> cuttlefish. You know. It kind of goes hand in hand, right? You've had encounters with octopus. Anything like, is there anything like weird that you've ever encountered with octopuses besides them invading your home right now? I only own them. I not only own them as a collector, but I've owned them as uh, a curator of a zoo. Oh, so you had, what, what, uh, what octopuses did you have? Pacific. I mean, like, what are the names? Oh, what was his name? I'm trying to humanize it. <laughs> Somewhat Pacific. Uh, we, we we totally anthropomorphize everything and give them names, yeah, yes? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, his name was Pop. Pop? P-O-P. Oh, Pop. P-O-P. Pop, P-O-P. gotcha. Pop, Pop. What's the difference between, a, like, a Pacific... What's the different type of octopuses? Between Pacific and Atlantic? Mostly their style of rap. Like, besides the palm-reading oh, ones, you know, the, the, the horoscope-reading one ones. The others, like, hey, you, dude, come to Vegas, we'll kill you. Yeah, one-shot biggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for getting my stupid euphemism, you joke stuff. Two octopus. I love it. Are there any are there any other animals that are equally as smart or like are unpredictable that we don't know about? 
monkeys, but you know, monkeys just want all they want to do is be clever enough to flip you the bird. But ah, their fingers yeah. don't articulate that way. Well, and they can't give you the classy bird with the thumb out too. Oh yeah, right. the, the no naked bird. It's always naked bird. Monkeys that doesn't work. No, often dolphins are pretty smart. Oh yeah. There's probably a lot of animals that are smart, and they're so smart they play dumb, so they don't have to deal with our crap. Oh. Yeah. Do you think or a dolphin could predict yeah, six crows. World Cup soccer matches? Crows could pick a soccer match, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, crows I fucking hate crows. Yeah. yeah, crows, crows. Matt hates crows. crows they'd be like, never move! <laughs> or, 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 or they would do this, they'd go, gore! <laughs> yes. Just, <laughs> just the, me- the Mexican crows. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, the best. All right, love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Right, Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, I like that. So that's it for today. For more information and links to the news stories that we talked about today, go to the website. Oddandoffbeat.com. Yes, yes. It's awesome. We just made some updates. Yes. We have a little shop on there with some product. Nice. You can get your old Odd and Offbeat t-shirt. Yes, you can get your Odd and Offbeat um I don't know what else. <laughs> we got hoodies. We have like a little uh, bag that has that you can take to the grocery store. Yep. So did I tell you I got a subscription to National Geographic for my birthday uh, for my daughter? Yeah. It's and a good gift. I love it, but I feel like the worst human in the world after I read it. Because I read it, I'm like, oh, I just killed that polar bear because I, re- I d- took a disposable shopping bag. Oh, yeah. So you got to go reusable. Don't they send them in a plastic bag? They just changed the paper. Oh, okay. Like two episodes so ago. So technically, National Geographic is a large contributor of the death of polar bears. Yeah, yes, yes. Very ironic. <laughs> I've never read something so inspiring that made me feel so bad. <laughs> These pages were printed on the paws of... Old growth timber. <laughs> Um, we also have a photo contest, a weekly photo contest that we post on uh, all the sites, the Facebook, the Instagram, um, the Twitter. Yeah. And uh, and on our site, we also post it. And that is uh, we post a funny picture. You give us the best caption and the best caption wins a prize. Yep. Uh, last week, actually, my good buddy won it and uh, I sent him a pretty sweet prize. Yep. Odd and offbeat Pez dispenser. That's solid. My daughter just uh, decorated them. Yeah, she did. Hand decorated by Louie's daughter. Child labor. And uh, we're going to also raise a fund so she can take some art classes. Yeah. <laughs> I really think she phoned it on one of the Yeah, two. I don't know if the room where there was an earthquake when it was happening, but there was uh, shaky hands. If we have to get her diagnosed for Parkinson. <laughs> yeah. uh, so check that out, of course, and we'll send out. And we always send uh, some off, odd and offbeat swag along with our prize. Send us your weird news stories at info at odd and offbeat.com. Uh, we want to hear from you. We would like to hear from you. Yeah, everybody. we got some great stories. People emailed us that will be tackling soon yeah absolutely so uh where can the fine people the listeners see the louis fox show this week i will be uh september 13th through the 15th at grape fest in grapeview texas Ooh. i guess it's a music festival that has nothing to do with grapes i think it's a wine music festival oh that sounds cool just outside dallas just so super I'm... pretentious bands yeah feel like sting will be there yeah isn't he dead <laughs> <laughs> 
No, Sting's alive. Isn't he? No, no. who am I thinking of that's dead? David Bowie. Ah, yes, thank yeah. you. Wow, you, you just totally read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the mind that I could... Both, both English blonde people. <laughs> now, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to be performing on Royal Caribbean Empress of the Seas, headed out of Miami and headed actually going to three stops in Cuba, going to Haiti and I think maybe the Dominican Republic. Nice. So is uh, like Haiti your new Cuba? I've never been to Haiti, ah. so this will be the first time I've ever been, and so that's pretty exciting. What do they, language do they speak there? French. Oh. Yeah. So all that time, I was telling my daughter, she's taking French in high school starting this week. I'm like, no one speaks French except for people in France. I cannot let her listen some, to this podcast. Some places speak French. Quebec? They, they speak French-Canadian. Well, yes, that's true. Uh, Tahiti? Boo, no one goes there. That's the place. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gone there since like 1980s era sitcoms ended. That's where you always went was Tahiti. No one goes to Tahiti anymore? When was the last time you saw it on a sitcom? Well, the question should be, when was the last time I saw a sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it being a thing in 1980 Oh, yeah, they always went to like Tahiti. All I watched was The Cosby Show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and Seinfeld. So uh, okay. I don't think any of those people are going to You never watched like Charles in Charge. No. Come on now. That era. Come on. No one watched that show. (laughs) My daughter and I were at this food truck called uh, Buns and Bows, as in like the Chinese steamed Uh, dumpling bow. And this guy walks up and he goes, Buns and Bows? Ah, hilarious. (laughs) And then my daughter started making fun of him. And I was like, well, how does he know that it's not? If you've never seen it before, I would probably think it was like Scott Baio as well. Yeah, like Scott Baio owns this this little. (laughs) He's just serving up. Buns and Baios. Get a little slice of Scott Bayos. I would, I would go there. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Yeah. I'd be into that. Folks, if you can, tell your friends. If you can leave a comment about the show, and it doesn't have to be a positive comment. It can be any comment. We're just trying to... Yeah, it could be uh, like, Matt, you take up so much space in your corridors. It's uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, you're such a space taker in hot dog stands. <laughs> Uh, or, you know, just tell your friends about it. We're trying to get more listeners, and uh, it helps with the sponsors. So thank you to Troubadour Botanicals. Yep. And, uh, yeah, like us, subscribe. We're on all the – wherever you get your podcasts at, we are there. That's my, my itinerary while I'm in uh, Grape Fest is go to Dallas, see where Kennedy got shot. Absolutely. Troubadour Botanicals, and then the airport. Hells, yeah. You see, you get your conspiracy theory, you get your lube, and then you get the fuck out of there. That's how I do it. That's smart. Hey, that's it for us, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by solo drivers who drive in the carpool lane. They should be shot.